Awesome. Hey, man, uh, thanks for coming on the Limelight Podcast. Randy of We Were Sharks, uh, it is not an opinion. Um, it is a fact that they are an extremely underrated pop-punk band. If you haven't checked out their recent album, Lost Touch, uh, it's available um, on all streaming platforms as well as YouTube. It's pretty simple. You can just Google We Were Sharks, and they will pop up immediately. Bro. What's going on, what man? What is up? I fucking miss you, dude. Holy I shit. miss you too, man. It's been way too long. I tell everybody about our epic, uh, our epic eagle party when we were down there when the Eagles won. Dude, I I'm said this to you guys. I said this. You're gonna witness the greatest Super Bowl of all time. I did. Time. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was so good. Especially thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. <laughs> yes. thousand bucks. So what? So what he's talking about is. Um, I lived in the same area as my parents do, and they were across the street, a couple houses down at a neighbor's house watching the game as well. And they do one of those um, those gambling uh, boxes where you just pick odds or even numbers. You throw in a certain amount of money. Well, my mother won, and she just came across you know, the street and just barged in the door, and she's like, I just won a thousand bucks. Wow! And we're like, thousand bucks, thousand so bucks, sick. fucking wings. <laughs> Fucking beer. I mean, we just did not stop at all. That was one of the greatest memories I've like, had with you, dude. And you, I think you guys stayed at my place for, I think, three days. I yeah, believe. it was like three days. It was awesome. We just like go play and then come back, go play and then come back. And like uh, one of the days we had off, I remember, and I'm pretty sure Will spent like $700 on alcohol. <laughs> that big thing of vodka he had. Dude. That he got from like, Baltimore. <laughs> Will, their drummer, is literally the <laughs> fucking king of drinking straight vodka. <laughs> Like just has in his hand. <laughs> yeah, he is getting, getting better. better He's pretty much a professional at this point. Yeah, I feel we're all getting much better at drinking. I know I'm I'm learning, I'm getting my chops back up. I feel like I'm like eighteen again and I'm just going balls to the wall on this. <laughs> yeah, no, and then I, I the last time I saw you guys too, you played in New York um, with Never Love. Oh yeah. And uh, I didn't get to see you guys that much because you had a show the next day, so it was yeah. nice to like have you guys stop by, crash, refresh, yeah. go. So that was sick, man. It was sick. That was a fun show. That was definitely a fun show with uh, Never Love and uh, Assuming We Survive. Mm-hmm. Fucking two sick bands, the sickest, and the homies, right? So, yeah, those are all your homies. We actually, our first tour with Poeta was with you guys. You hosted us in which Canada, was which was oh, so sick, which was fucking sick, dude. I mean, those, um, I can't remember a lot of the gigs with what their names were, but we did have, um, a, like a four day weekender going from Kingston all the way to Hamilton. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite was Sneaky D's, though. I feel like, d- how do you feel about Toronto scene? Because it's very mixed feelings in general. But I think it had a good turnout when we played. I mean, they Toronto bands in in general in Toronto are fucking amazing. They're all so so good. And I mean, yeah. some of them don't even call themselves Toronto bands because they're like suburb of Toronto. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the Toronto scene's awesome. I love all, I love everybody out in Toronto. Toronto's like the best. And especially when we started being from Ottawa, like yo, we gotta. We would just like tour down to Toronto. Like most bands call it a Canadian tour. And it's just like a two-week thing or a week thing down to like Toronto. And you'd hit up like Kingston. And you'd hit up like uh, Brampton. And you'd hit up like all these little spots, London and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, this uh, to me, the scene in Toronto is fucking amazing. The kids are always great. It's always a party. I'm glad that you guys were out there and had a good time with us. Yeah, and then we brought you, you know, every time you guys come to the States, if you come to Jersey, we always try to like yeah. redo the favor and just have a nice yeah. host in uh, Jersey. Usually if it's in... Um, <laughs> trying to think uh either in tom's river or i think brick it was just one of those shows we played the brighton bar uh that was like the last show i remember we played together and yeah, it's a good time it's just touring it's just one of those things that i i i personally wish i could do what you guys do you guys don't stop i think your longest tour recently was with never love assuming we survive for like yeah. a month yeah, over a month. Uh, yeah, I think a little over because it took us four days to fucking drive out to Vegas to start. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I remember getting um, I remember getting uh, uh, stories from Kyle, uh, your your merch tour manager, photographer, yeah. all, wearing all the hats. Jack of all trades, Jack man. Jack of all trades. Miss you, buddy. Hey, okay. and thank you to Kyle. Kyle is there. Uh, he did the new overlay in the logo for me. Uh, shout out to Kyle. Um, not only is he good at everything, but he's handsome. He's so fucking he handsome. handsome he's a handsome dude. If I search that way, he's on Tinder. Find him out on Tinder. He's on Tinder. I know he's on Tinder. What's the city location? What's the city location? Uh, I'm pretty sure it'd just be Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Just I like Tinder. He's a good-looking guy. If you subscribe to uh, Tinder, go to Ottawa, <laughs> so you can plant, you can plant that pinpoint, and then look for a guy with a hat and a beard or a beanie. Like he's got a really yeah. nice, thick black beard. Hopefully, yeah, it has looks- something to do with like yeah. his trades and shit. Yeah, he's good, and he's fucking good at everything, and he's a barber. Hundred dollar right. haircuts, man. He's alright. Fuck it. I don't want to get his head too big. <laughs> Cheers, Kyle, motherfucker. Cheers, Kyle. I know you're watching, buddy. Mm. So, um, what's what's going on now? I um I heard some rumors that, um, well, it's not a rumor that you guys are going to record a new full length album, which is fucking sick. I'm stoked for that. All done. Yeah. It's all done. It's all done. No it's way. All done, Let's go. Tell me about uh, it. Get- I want to hear. I'm a little uh, a little antsy with it. I'm pretty stoked. Um. So we worked again with uh, with Paul, Mark Russo, and Sam Guyana, and then we added – I can't – so we added engineer Dean Hajikuchu, something like that. He's the, he's the fucking man. I've known him forever, and he always gets mad at me because I can't pronounce his last name, so I don't even bother trying. So <laughs> um, so we worked with the same team and just added uh, you know, a great Ottawa homie to it. So it's the same team on Lost Touch. And a big reason for that was we wanted to work with these guys again because we had – it was such a cool experience doing Lost Touch that we just wanted to be even more open with this album. Mm-hmm. So this album, I mean some of the tracks, I'm excited for people to hear them because they they don't know what they're getting yet. It's uh, – there's quite a bit of um, – quite a bit of – I want to say some R&B influence on some of these tracks, which yeah. I'm a big fan of. They wouldn't let me do country stuff, so I was like I'll just do the R&B stuff then. Yeah, but it's one of those things that I mean. There's nothing wrong with experimenting, and you know, from your 100%. your 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 first uh, debut album to or yeah. EP to Lost Touch. I mean, it was not a complete difference, but you can tell you guys evolved into something a fucking significantly yeah. greater. So I mean, we had, we had people pointing us in the right direction, right? Like we weren't af- anything that we were always afraid to do. Uh, there was more of a, don't be afraid of it, just do it. Like let's just try it out. And I think on this album we went even a step farther. I mean, it's still it's still pop punk and it's still what we do, mm-hmm. but it's just there's a little more elements in like. I want to say we took the time and we got these songs out. Like uh, Paul came up a month before we even started recording this album, and we just like chilled out and and wrote and just really try to wrap our heads around what we wanted to do for this one. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, very proud. Of it. I'm very very proud. We're all very proud of it. I'm stoked for you. I can't wait for the release. But do you have? Did you how many songs did you go into the studio with? Like maybe uh, we did, 15 or so or less? Like No, we just went in and like before we went in, we wrote – we had some ideas. We had some music ideas. But then when Paul came down, we just wrote every day with Paul. But yeah. that was like the goal. We, I think we sl- smashed out nine songs and Paul was down for like 10 days, mm-hmm. maybe nine days. So it was like every day was – it was work. We went in we went into work every day, you know. And then once in a while when we were tired, we go get a couple beers and then get back to work. So that's cool as fuck. Do you ever have a conversation with him? Like maybe hop on a tour with Silverstein and be like a opener. He knows. He knows. he knows how bad we want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't think he has much say when it comes to that stuff. But mm-hmm. I know I know Paul knows that we really want to go out with those boys. That like the best we played with them, and this is the coolest guys, man. They're Canadian legends in that stuff. They're just that band that never stopped going, and they continue to go, and it's and it's fucking so nice to see. Yeah, the new albums. Fire, by the way. Oh, dude, new, I can't wait. I mean, not, it's, I guess it's not really new now, but it's like fucking fire. So good. Yeah, no, they, they do a great job. I mean, it's cool that I see the relationships built between bands. Uh, when we released yeah. our debut album with Goldenfields, um, we had that relationship with our producer. Unfortunately, he moved to California, so that was oh, we were kind of shadow luck. So we had to reshop like, yeah. for who we wanted as a producer. But um, when bands go back to the same producer over and over again, uh, you know that it's just going to continually build into something greater than what you guys did previously because yeah, that relationship is there. Absolutely. Yeah. And there you was guys a connection this time, right? Like we mm-hmm. could we could kinda of tell each other no and be like, I don't know about that. Nobody's feelings were hurt. Nobody was crying. It was yeah. really nice. <laughs> it's that trust factor that you need. Yeah, especially because he's the professional and shit, dude. Like you know what I mean? I mean? Like, yeah. They're all the there's a reason we got those guys. They're the, the fucking they they know us better than we know ourselves on stuff. So yeah, it's true. You know, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. I learned so much with all of those guys. I'm glad you were able to get the album done too before the quarantine happened because that probably would have put a huge, you know, yeah. break on everything, and that might yeah. have killed the momentum. I don't know. You know, we we finished. I think it was um, just before March. We lit, I think it was just before March we finished, and then the world got crazy, and my living situation got crazy, and. Uh, yeah, so fucking thank God we finished it. This album, 
this album's really like really honest about a lot of stuff. So good. We we lucked out, man. We lucked out to finish it in time. And there's just no baseball, unfortunately. I know you're probably disappointed. About that oh show, man, that's the fucking worst. Right. I also found out my league's probably canceled too, because yeah. I still play baseball. I play a men's league in Ottawa, and we found out that it. I mean, they're trying for July. But I don't think it's going to happen, and I'm so bummed. I'm, like, heartbroken that I'm not going to even be able to fucking play. I've started posting, like, old videos of me, like, last year in the cages and stuff just because I miss it so much. So Yeah, I know. I mean, the Phillies, with their second season with Bryce Harper, was supposed to be, like, a huge fucking home run with, yeah, but you he, know, he's, shit. Fuck Bryce Harper's overrated, dude. <laughs> overrated, dude. I will talk about football overrated. all day, but baseball, Overshat, man. Overshat, baby. I'm going to take, take a seat the back. Boys. I think they, I do. You know what's really fucked up? They, you know, the Nationals won the World Series. Oh, I loved it. So that's the Montreal that Expos. Crazy, that's the Montreal Expos, man. I was fucking pumped. I was pumped. I am also an Astros fan. Um, long story about why I'm an Astros fan. So I mean, it hurt when I found out they got caught cheating. But it's fucking baseball. Everybody cheats. They just got Every caught. Sport, everybody cheats. Everybody yeah. Cheats. If you ain't cheating, you ain't getting ahead. I mean, that's pretty bad for like the younger fans of anything. Mm-hmm. Don't cheat. But I mean, like. They just got, they just got caught. It's my homie Julian in the back. Hey. Railbender Studio, tattooer in Ottawa, man. What's up, brother? How are you? Fucking, um, fucking, what's it called? Oh, dude, if they, if they didn't get caught with the buzzer on their, on their shoulder or something, I think. Do you think that was a thing? Do you think that was a thing? I mean, I don't. I don't there's no thing. proof, but I think that's why it's such a talked about conversation of pulling so, their, their, their um, victory. This is, this is how I take this. A fucking hitting a 95 mile an hour ball is hard enough. Imagine you have a little buzzer. By the time the guy releases, you feel a buzz, and then you try to adjust to that. You know how insanely impossible that is. That's like impossible. But what I, if you read the catcher's, the, the catcher's signs at that time? You know what I mean? Like maybe if you, you're if you know that. I mean, it's still hard to hit. Mm-hmm, Everybody's trying to steal signs. I just they won't out the Yankees because I mean, sorry, sorry if there's Yankee fans watching, but. Fuck the Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. Don't fulfill man. Uh, this is this is yeah, this is like this is just love. This is sports love and fuck the Yankees. <laughs> they were even uh what did they do? They uh were even they tried to make uh uh the Astros and like that whole organization feel guilty because they returned all the bets to people who, you know, actually put money on the Yankees <laughs> in, in that you know, in that game. So they, they were pretty spiteful about that. I was like, Oh, that's just gonna make things even worse. Kyle, thank you I, for the five dollars, man. Appreciate it. Love you. Brother. I mean, like straight up watching. We were on tour, and I was in a Walmart trying to fucking find the game because it was Astros and Yankees, mm-hmm. and I got to see the Altuve home run. I mean, I could have told you a fucking slider was coming. I'm watching the game. If Chapman's not hitting his fastball, what else did he have? He's got a slider. If you're just sitting on something that's 100 miles an hour, it's still hard to hit. Right. Exactly. But if he doesn't hit the strike zone, you got a slider coming. You know what's a slider? Altuve, five foot nothing. You're going to tell me that a buzzer made him hit a home run? Probably not. As soon as he shifts his hips and he sees his body language start throwing oh, it, he knows what's coming, dude. These are professionals. But you know, yeah, I, I get the whole cheating thing. It's fucking the, – the way they stole signs is fucked up. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But everybody cheats in baseball. They just got caught, and it's super shitty. If you want it I'm, – I'm like me and my friends that are like big baseball fans. We talk about this shit all the time. It's like if you want to make it fair, take out – all of the cameras take out all of that shit in the dugout, so then yeah. you can't cheat. This, you just can't fucking cheat, you know. No. I'm on second base, constantly stealing signs. Constantly yeah, you have stealing to. signs. That's part that's, of the game. That's how the game is. But I know they did it with like cameras and shit, because I'm gonna get a lot of hate from people that are like, "Yo, fuck this guy. He knows fuck all." <laughs> but I mean, I know a We're lot more than y'all game. think about yeah, baseball, yeah, so. dude. That's why I'm letting you talk. Like, that's something I have to. Every time I see you, we talk baseball because I get a little yeah, bit of do. knowledge and shit. Because like, I, I feel I, like I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm just not. I'm a I football guy. I, like, that's just I feel weird. I should have been American, man. I'm, you, I like hockey. You are. You're I play American. baseball. Yeah, you play baseball, baseball and you play hockey. I mean, dude, and I did, hockey yeah. was canceled completely. That really fucking pissed me off. It's yeah, that sucks too. I'm, I'm a everybody hates on me once again because I'm a fucking Leaf fan. So everybody hates the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's just that they're good. That's what happens. Well, no, we're not, unfortunately. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're a fucking joke. No matter how good we have CSU players, man. like we're still a joke. But I mean, what can you do? I like rooting for, I guess, the underdogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did it with. Uh, actually, that's not true. When we were watching the Super Bowl, the intro songs uh, they played uh, "Dreams and Nightmares" by McMill when the Eagles came out. And then yeah. Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train came out for the Patriots, which has been their song every time they come out. You're like, all right, I'm, pay- I'm voting for the Patriots. It's like, do you want to sleep outside? I was like, so like, pumped when the Eagles won. I'm not even a football fan, man, but I was pumped for you. I've never seen you so happy in my entire life. Oh, my God. That was you a hard year. You had tears in your eyes, dude. I know. I 
was crying a little bit. I was crying you a little bit. You were crying a lot. I, I, no, not a little. A lot. <laughs> a lot. A it was year. awesome. I had a bad year. It was year. so fucking sick. I was so happy to be there for that. It was yeah, awesome, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it was a good time chilling. It's just one of those things, uh, something really, really uh, good happened within that year um, because, you know, Poeta took their hiatus. I wasn't doing much with that. So it was just like, yeah. there was a bunch of other things that were involved that, you know, really made it emotional. But there was like, the highlight, and then I went to the parade. It was fucking sick. I remember being fucking wasted. I was like, "Let's hop on a train right now, go to Philly," and, and we're like, "We can't, dude. Like, we can't." Jason's like trying to kiss me. I'm like, "All right, dude. Let's see what yes, happens." Yes, he you was. Know what I mean? like, Jason and Will were like checking out how to talk sports on their phone. That was so funny. <laughs> Let them play. <laughs> that was that was so oh, cool. But even in football, everybody cheats. So it's just one of those things yeah. that it just doesn't fucking. It's never gonna. I stop. don't condone cheating. Neither I don't. Do I. Don't fucking message me and tell me I can. People that are watching, don't like hate on me. I don't condone cheating. I'm just saying that everybody's doing it. Unfortunately, they got caught, and they're not the Yankees. I guess the Red Sox are kind of getting punished for it, but I don't. I mean. I stopped caring because there's no sports on. So yeah, no live sports, no live anything. The draft was the biggest <clears> thing that that's happening today for the NFL. But other than that, you know, and then it was kind of like a good opportunity to like start this podcast with my friends and colleagues yeah. to actually, you know, bring some light to the industry in this in this sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe other industries, depending on who comes on the show. Yeah, uh, but people are thoroughly enjoying it, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, um, I'm so you asked us, man. You know, you know, 100. We're always down anytime. You got, anytime. I'm, gonna, I'm, like, I'm just going to start speaking facts. I said this in the beginning of the podcast. We were sharks is completely underrated. Um, it, I think you guys have so much potential going out there, and the music's fucking fantastic. Um, and you know, I know that there's going to be possibly bigger tours in the near future. If you if you can't tell me. Uh, there was something coming, coming up that I can't really talk about because we don't know if it's going to happen anymore. Oh, but, okay, cool. Yeah, well, yeah just, just everything that's happening. I mean, the plan, it's fingers crossed, is still happening. But, um, yes, obviously, as soon as we get the A-OK, you're the first person to know. Hell, first <laughs> Fuck, oh. you take Kyle's job. Come out with us. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. I think they just got a new merch guy. I actually yeah, could use DSLR, the team, dude. so fucking whatever. Come from the team. You'd be able to sell merch better than him, I'm sure. Oh, I don't know about that. But <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Mood. I don't know what it is. Well, you know what it is? He, I, I, he could probably sell a better merch than me, but I could definitely give better haircuts. Ooh, for sure. shit. Yeah, I cut shit. my own beard. Because you, well, you have your own hair. Kyle doesn't have hair, so. Uh, dude, he exposed me in that green room in New York. He's like, what's this, buddy? And just like fucking saw my Oh, no, he did do that, eh? I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Cosman. Cosman. We talk shit about all our friends so much because they're the fucking best people in the entire world, man. Yeah, dude. Homies, all our homies are like the fucking best people. So we – uh I don't know if anybody watched the live stream, but I talk so much shit about Jason because it's funny. Because <laughs> Jason's like the nicest person in the world. So. I know. Until he says he wants turkey bacon and not bacon. Yeah, and then he wants fucking turkey bacon. Actually, so I started like losing some weight and I was eating turkey bacon. I was like, fuck, I feel like Jason. But it's actually pretty good. So Jason, I got you, homie. I got you back, buddy. Uh, I love everybody. <laughs> Are you guys still doing the normal uh, time killing on tour with listening to podcasts about ghost stories? Oh yeah, and, and, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's like a big thing we do. We love. We got into like some of the murder mystery or murder case podcasts, which for me, anybody that knows me, I'm a I'm a pretty big softy. So I love horror stuff, and I think it's great. And I love all the the gruesome horror stuff. But when I find out it's like real, and if they talk about like killing animals. It's done for me, man. You got to turn that shit off because I don't want to hear about it. And it's just like there was a couple times me and um, Matt, our new bass player, Matt Sears. Well, I guess he's not new anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, Matt Sears, him and I would be like, yo, can you turn this shit off? We ain't we ain't digging this. This is not fun anymore. Just I don't want to hear about dogs or people dying because I know it's real. It is right. Real. Or like, yeah. I know I know it's real. Check on a check on a, like a, a horror story or some like uh, some like horror podcast and. I can take that shit all day, but when I know when I know it's re- real, it just uh, it just doesn't sit right with me. I guess I don't know. I'm a I'm a baby. I'm a softy guy. So have you seen anything in real life? Like, have you had an experience of something like that? Because I only had it happen to me one time, but I don't think it's enough to convince me that they walk among us in these. Oh, like a ghost thing? Yeah, like a ghost horror oh. demon. Like yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. I'm into that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily believe that shit though. Yeah. Alien stuff. How about alien stuff? I believe in that shit. I mean, there's fucking, it's, they're out there, man. I know. It could be my, 
one o'clock in the afternoon beers, mm-hmm. but there's there's some shit out there. Uh, ghost stuff. So I'm not. I don't. I lo- I'm like super big into like all of that stuff, like all the paranormal stuff. I absolutely love. But um, we were playing the Irving Theater in Indiana, mm-hmm. and it was on the last tour actually. So we get in, and it's like a super old theater, and um, the sound guy and the owner are there, and they're talking to me about it, and we're talking about how it's haunted. And um, and I met a bunch of really really cool people that like told me all the stories about it. So um, the theater is like in front of me, and then way in the back is where you set up merch. Mm-hmm. So I know Kyle was setting up merch, and I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll run out and give Kyle a hand, see what's up. So I like run over to the merch table, and Kyle's not there. And that's where like the door. So you're looking at the door entryway. So I turn around, and there's like the catwalk mm-hmm. where the projectionist would like come up on. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I turn around and I'm walking away from the merch table. And you know when you like know somebody's coming up behind you, you can kind of feel it? Oh, yeah, I know. It's like when somebody's staring at you and you're yeah. not even paying attention. And like you're like, yeah. somebody's staring at me. You turn around and it's like someone glaring at you. Well, yeah. I'm like, it's fucking Kyle. Kyle's mm-hmm. coming up. So I'm just, I'm going to play cool. Kyle's going to come up. We're going to chat. So I, I feel like this guy coming up, coming up, coming up. And then he's like right on top of me, like right over my left shoulder. And I kind of like spin to look. And it's it's just like a fog like a really you know when light hits dust yeah it's like super like foggy and it just kind of breaks apart and i kind of stop and i'm like the fuck is that like i'm a very i i think logically there's always an explanation for everything Mm -hmm. and i guess the sound guy seen me and he looks over and he's like did you see something did you see something and i'm like i think so so i went and i was like shaking the doors to see if any light came through the doors and all of that shit and I mean, I told the guys they thought it was fucking hilarious because I don't believe in that stuff. I love it, but I, and that is like the only time I can say that I don't know what it was. I really, truly can't explain. Like that whole town is all all about ghosts. We have a lot of friends out there that want us to come back in October for like ghost tours, mm-hmm. which I'm a hundred percent for. Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, I want to do that. But yeah, it was uh, the Irving Theater in uh, Indianapolis. I think Irving, yeah, Indianapolis. Indiana, yeah, Indiana, Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Indiana. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, no, yeah. you're good. No, it's just the city in Indiana. But it's crazy because, like, dude, I don't know. I don't believe in that shit either. Like, it's one of those things that if I experience it and I can kind of like you know bring it to light, I'll fucking see yeah. you know judge for myself. So, long story short, at an old friend of mine's house, uh, their grandmother was kind of like a hoarder, but like we didn't like see her as that. She just had like a lot of yeah. things that were in her personal possession. I mean, it wasn't like that bad of a house, but she just had a lot of stuff. So, I mean, imagine, like, this wall behind me. I mean, people for here. Yeah. I'm in my bedroom. So, if people are listening to the podcast, like, it's, you know, just, like, right behind yeah. me. So, there's at least, like, I want to say, like, a foot and a half or two feet of uh, stuff in front of these china cabinets. And there's, like, there's mm. a bunch of little knickknacks and shit in there. She was born on October 30th. Uh, she has, like, this cute little, like, witch thing that she's, like, involves herself. Like, yeah, I'm a witch. Oh. I talk to, like, family ghosts and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, yeah. so, that's pretty cool. Like, I don't. I don't give a shit. Like, I think it's, you know, fascinating. And she's like, tell me her whole history. So fucking, it was like close to Christmas and she's like pissed off for whatever reason. And she's like screaming at the people, like her relatives, like go away, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And like, we're like a little high from smoking out back. I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, grandma, just you just need to go to bed, dude. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. So we try to like calm her down and stuff. And she, she said something on the longs, along the lines of, um, just get the hell out of here. And, like, as soon as she, like, kind of, like, released that and, like, out of her, like, at, like in a tone that she said it, uh, mind you, there's stuff in this front of this china cabinet. This Santa Claus, like, fixture just, it's, like, doll. It wasn't even a doll. It was, like, a ceramic fucking okay, glass. Yeah, yeah. It just breaks completely. That's, just that's shatters. And I was, like... What the fuck? <laughs> like, you're I also high as fuck, dude. Anymore. You're high as fuck. That doesn't it's matter. Still, it still happened, still. though. And she says, she looks at me. She's like, see, I told you they're here. They won't leave me alone. And I'm like, ah, what the fuck? And it's like, I got here. I know. I, dude, I said it. I said it. I, that still doesn't convince me. I don't know, man. That really, still I, didn't convince me. I mean, no. I'm still on the, I'm still on the fence. I love that shit. Um, sometimes it makes me sad to even think about, like, people being trapped here like spirits being trapped like that makes me yeah. actually feel sad so i hope it's not a thing because that, that like like i said i'm a fucking big softy baby and that like mm-hmm. like bums me out to think that you know you you might you might be stuck on earth roaming around if i die i'm gonna fucking come back and haunt everybody i know and scare the <laughs> shit out of so many people and it's gonna be so sick so but it's like i mean who wants to live in purgatory like it's just you're in yeah, this middle well, ground of nothingness i feel we're living in fucking purgatory right now 
We can't do much. much. Can't do <laughs> shit. Can't go anywhere. You're scared yeah. of people. I mean, I have a DUI checkpoint from my kitchen to my fucking uh, bedroom <laughs> before I go upstairs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what is happening anymore. Like, this is this is some bizarre oh, shit we're I, living speaking in. Speaking like how crazy this is. So last night, um, I stayed up till like. I want to say 4.30 in the morning talking to two people that I don't even know on FaceTime. Um, Scott and Anna, if you guys are watching, cheers to you guys because you did tell me you were going to watch today. You did. You said that you were going to watch. So, yeah, we just had like a, a super fun conversation and um, somehow I got – I mean I guess I really didn't get talked into it. But I have to write a song for um, Anna by Friday. So I have, to write, I have to write a song by Friday. Okay. Yeah, and the homie Scott was like building me up like I was like this fucking master of a songwriter. But I'm going to do it. Fuck yeah, of course you're going to do, <laughs> it. do it. What do you mean? So yeah, so hopefully you guys are watching. I told you I'd give you a shout out. So Fuck yeah. it, was, it was fun. We just like, that's quarantine, man. Like, mm -hmm. how crazy is that? Like, I met Scott through like a long time ago, my roommate Julian, who's like best friends with him. And we just like, we just ended up talking till fucking 4.30 last night. Well, you guys are right. also really That's... fucking cool people. So, I mean, like, it's easy to <laughs> I mean, I'm locked up, man. I got, I got a lot of, a lot of cool people. A lot of cool yeah. people. So, it's, uh, yeah, it was just like crazy. It was just like 4.30. And then I think I got up at, I want to say, nine, around 9 or 10 today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's been, Fuck yeah. It's been, There's nothing else to do besides drink, hang out, fucking do what you can. I mean, I got, um, you know, just trying to play myself and put myself in a perspective. It's like, I'm just going to play. I do go to work every once in a while. Um, because we're essential and it's one of those things that, um, huh? you know, but we're, we're running out of work cause contractors are not working. Yeah. So it's one of those things that I'll find time to do something. Um, uh, but now I'm running out of things to do and we're supposed to, I mean, school's closing to the end of the month uh, or to the end of the year, excuse me. Um, yeah. uh, we're supposed to reopen the, uh, economy in Pennsylvania on May 9th, I believe. Y'all are I don't know, fucked. Dude. I know. I just don't get it. America is fucked. Y'all are so fucked. We, dude, uh, we've been fucked. We're shut down to like, also, I play in a cover band here and, um, we're shut down for the full year. Wow. Like we're not playing anything for the full year. Um, I work at the, ta or my, my homie's tattoo shop, rail, rail bender, rail bender. Um, yeah, that's just me giving some shout outs. Uh, we're shut down for, we're going to be shut down for a while. <laughs> yeah. So we're just really like, fucked up. And y'all are like fucking back doing shit by like May. I'm moving. I'm, I want to move to Nashville anyways. So mm -hmm. I'm moving. Blame you. Yeah. I don't fucking blame you. Yeah. You're in a cover band called the young bucks and I'm in a cover band yeah. called, uh, lemon juice, which I want to kind of like bring, you know, a conversation to that because, uh, when you're a musician for you know kids that are in the underground scene, they still want to you know put themselves in this industry. Um, you have to take on these other jobs that you can financially oh. um, put some income into your pockets to pay your bills. Still, um, I mean, I just listened to a podcast um, last night. Uh, Matt from Matt Hopper from Periphery. He said even when Periphery you know started kicking off, he was still a server for like the next five years on and off yeah. the tour. Um, <laughs> What do you guys do? I know you're in the Young Bucks, and I know it's a great way for um, side income. Uh, do the guys also have all, all those service jobs that help you get on tour? Um, well, so they all have, like, Jason and Colin have, like, sweet computer jobs that they're still working at. They're still working their butts off every single day, so I got I got mad respect for them. Mm -hmm. um, Will Will is probably one of the best chefs around. Will is a man. Will won't take credit for that, but Will is a man. Um, and Matt, Matt is off right now, but... Matt was Matt works at uh, Journeys. I'm pretty sure he was working at Journeys. But Matt is like, so our new guy Matt Matt Sears. I mean, he's not really new anymore. He's just like, he's one of those musical genius kids. Like he is so fucking good at yeah, everything he good. does. Yeah. He's and he's so humble and he's so shy and he's so quiet about it. But he is the man and like he works his butt off as well. And yeah, they all they all do that. Like, and I just. I did all like the serving jobs. I was you know a dishwasher for a long time. Um, I was doing like heating and cooling and stuff like that, like HVAC shit. Um, and then finally, I got an opportunity to play in a cover band because a lot of my friends are playing cover bands and they're they're fucking insane musicians. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, they asked me to do it. So couldn't find a bass player. So it's got four strings. I might as well try it, even though <laughs> it's way harder than I thought. So I, I do that now. I play bass and I sing in in a cover band in Ottawa and. Um, the homie hooked me up with a job as well at the tattoo shop. I don't tattoo, that's, that's pretty but I should. I should tattoo. Yo, I'm why pretty get good. Why get involved with it? Why not? Can I, yes, please. Thank you, buddy. 
Sorry, I'm calling for more beer. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, he hooked it up, and I mean, the guy's great, great artist. Everything on my right arm is by him, and on my stomach, and on my ribs, and stuff like that is by him. He's a man, known him forever, and I didn't even know he fucking drew, like, he was, he was an artist. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. He would, like, do these, like, super realistic paintings and drawings, and I'm like, who the fuck did that? And he's like, uh, I did it. I'm like, no, you didn't. Don't lie. He was so in my first band I ever played with. He was he was a lights guy. He was a, he was a lights guy. He was on stage just like rocking out the lights. Fuck yeah. So that's not even it's all the first full circle. Yeah, it's we're trying th- to dump Kyle and get him to come out with us, but I'm sure he will. It's one of those yeah on the road, just like full time, just getting tattooed and shit. Like it's gonna happen. Yeah. I, I foresee it in the future. I'm, I'm telling yeah, you right I now. Mean, I would love that. I'm, that's why I'm trying to do a, a country side hustle because in country music you can afford all that stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. Tell me Pop punk, you cannot afford any of that. <laughs> in 2005, you could. God bless. Yeah. To the, yeah. I mean, I wanted to be there in 2005. Me too. Yeah. I I kind of was there, but my pop punk band was not the greatest in the world. I mean, I love the guys to death. Don't get me wrong, but our musicianship was not there. Mm, oh, gotta love the high school so days. Funny. We get a lot of like, too bad you guys didn't come out in like 2000, 2001. You'd be huge. That's what. Like, I thanks. That all the time. It's not like, helping thanks. me now. No, it's not helping me that. now. It's like, yeah, you know. Oh, you guys have this like mid two thousands vibe. Like you should, you guys should have came out there. I was like, well, I was also seventeen in Pennsylvania, yeah. so fucking. I wasn't seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't seventeen. I was ready to go at that time. Uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, so I mean, you can these see kids... all the gray in here. You can see all that. Yeah, it looks good, dude. It looks good. I mean, well, thank you, thank you. I'm trying to. But I'm these... going through my midlife crisis apparently. So, party hey. shirts, and party hats. Party hats, just nonstop. You're gonna probably buy a, a chopper within the next couple weeks. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, I would love a chopper so much. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Hi, Melissa. Say hi to everybody, Melissa. Hello. Yeah, so it's it's these kids um, that ever want to be in the music industry. I mean, they have to take on these these opportunities for um, having these side hustles, whether it's on the on the road or not. I mean, I teach drums to a couple students of mine. I'm slowly growing that every time. Um, So Mm -hmm. if I was technically on the road, I could you know video chat with them to also teach as well as. you know, maybe teach when I'm on the road. I know Matt Halpern does something like that. He has that personable, um, that personal, uh, uh, just that vibe he gives out where he's really humble yeah. and he can be patient with students that can teach and such. <laughs> um, but that's, I mean, that's one of the things that I've strongly taken into consideration. I mean, when I was, you know, when I cried during the Eagles Super Bowl, I was hopping from job to job because we were on a hiatus. Yeah. So I actually like put my foot down and said, you know what, fuck it, dude. I'm going to get my CDL and I can just have that license and just get a job yeah. doing anything, whether, you know, 100%. it's for whatever company. So I strongly suggest anybody who wants to like start touring full time or part time, like month to month or however you want to do with weekenders, I strongly suggest trying to find like something passionate that you get a, you can get a hobby yeah. for, like whether it's graphic I mean, design, whether it's fucking making websites, like you have to do it in order to fulfill that. The music need. thing isn't a for sure thing. It never is. Mm-mm. It's never a for sure thing. And mm-hmm. I remember when we got signed, I was like, yo, this is going to be sick, dope. And it's like fucking more work. Yep. It's more work, yeah. right? So it's you. You need to you need to have a side hustle because you need to to make that money. And I find sometimes a good side hustle um, makes you work more for the things you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you do fucking job so much, you're gonna you're gonna try harder on that next album. You're gonna push harder on those tours. You're gonna want to be the best band because you fucking want to do that full time. And like that's a, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Especially when you have that attention now and people are starting to demand. People are starting to demand those new songs. People are starting to demand yeah. certain sounds that they want or they want to see you in their city. Now you really yeah. have to make no, that 100%. Like when a couple of years ago when we first started like really touring, I think I was home. I think I was gone more than I was home almost. That's awesome. Like it was – It was. I mean it was if know, 18-year-old yeah. Randy would have got to do it. Mm-hmm. But you know, a 30-year-old Randy, that, that's fucking hard on my family. That's hard on – you know, relationships. It's hard on my friends. It's hard on me. It, w- it was tough. Like I went through a lot of shit at that point. Like my dad passed away and I was, I was home for three days and I was gone back out on tour. And it was just like one of those things that I felt like a fucking asshole because I couldn't be around and, and help the people that I love. And it was, it was fucked up. But at the same yeah. time, this is what I love to do. And, and this is the only thing I've known for a long, long time. And I've sacrificed a lot and I kind of keep rolling with it. Right. But having a side hustle to be able to put you know, that in perspective to you when you get home from tour and work a fucking shitty job that you don't want to work, you're going to want to get your ass back out on tour and you're going to find a way to to get better at what you do to get your ass 
back out on tour, you know? Mm-hmm. And you said sacrificing too. That's the one thing that, that's another thing that, you know, these pinpoint conversations, like it's yeah. something that a lot of kids don't understand. Like I, you know, no, you don't. can sacrifice the small stuff. You can sacrifice the birthday parties that you your family has, or you can sacrifice, you know, yeah. little things, you know, your little brother's going to do a play out in his little elementary school, yeah. whatever. But you, there's you a lose. lot of bigger things you lose in life man sometimes. you lose relationships yeah, i've lost so many relationships with mm-hmm. people just because i'm never fucking or i was never fucking home and mm-hmm. that's hard for me to explain to them or it's hard to me to, to understand that myself you know you just even if the person's still with you you still lose those that time you mm-hmm. lose that time together and that time you can never get back so you better fucking love what you're doing because if you don't love it there's no point in trying it i when people ask me they're like what tip would you give to somebody that's wanting to start a band i've straight up honest don't do it Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Don't do it. Think about it first. Like, yeah. you need to be so into it. We're nothing. We're not big at all. We're fucking nobodies on the grand scheme of this. And we're still hustling and we're still going hard as hard as we can. Mm-hmm. And and the people that, like, kids starting out just think, like, you get signed or some shit like that happens and fucking overnight you're huge. That's not how this shit works. It's not that how is it works. not how it works. Mm-hmm. You, you get signed, you got to work even harder. Mm-hmm. You got to be the next big thing. And it's fucking hard because there's so many bands. Everybody and their grandmother has a band now. Yep. So you better be doing something that people like. And, like, our big thing is we just don't take ourselves serious. We're out here having a good time. We play the fucking music we want to play, mm-hmm. and we just go hard. We want the shows to be a party. So you better make sure you have your shit together, and you better be ready because this is not not – it's not an easy thing. We love it. I'm talking shit about it now. We fucking love it. I miss being out on the road. I miss hanging out with you. I miss seeing all this cool shit. But it is not easy. It is not what you think. Mm-hmm. So you better fucking love what you're doing because if you don't, it's over. It That's is over. That's literally the greatest advice I can ever hear. And you need – like people need to hear that first and foremost as bluntly as it can be. Jeremy, 100%. the guy at CI Records, he said that launch music conference, he says about 20% of those kids like turn around and say this is not for them. And I'm like, wow, I never even thought of it like that. Because once they start getting into the business side of the music industry, it, it you know it becomes a little overwhelming. And it's like, oh shit, there's another part to this. It's like, oh, oh, oh. Fucking, I'm glad yeah. I got like Colin and the homies on that because they're fucking Colin is a man on that shit. So Colin, yeah. like, he's a fucking man. Dude, not but only yeah, that, you guys have a great family, man. Like, you guys stick together and and, for, and push hard. That's what you need, man. You need a yeah. group. You need a fucking family that just fucking keeps going. We, well, I've had like so many member changes. Like, we've been at July 11th. We're gonna be around for 10 years. We were Sharks will be around for 10 years, July 11th. I'm pretty sure I played with everybody in Ottawa. (laughs) Yeah, that's why it's like in New Jersey. You play with everybody. Yeah, it's just one of those things. You just fucking grow up, and some people don't want to do it anymore, and some people you know, move on to better things. Most of the people that were in Sharks have better lives now. They've moved on to better things. And I'm not complaining and saying my life's shit because it's not. not I get to fucking hang out with you on a Saturday and drink Bud Light and like fucking chill. But (laughs) at the same time – it's it's you really need to be ready for this life. Like you can't you can't go in at half ass because you're just gonna get fucking torn apart. Mm-hmm. And what you made know, you decide? To, what made you decide? Like when you wanted to start getting into management, when you started wanting to label shopping, like what what was that trigger that kind of made you say, hey, we should start reaching out for professionals? To, so to when we with? were when when because we, we were called Sharks originally, when we first mm-hmm. started, there was like a lot of buzz, and I didn't understand why. We were just doing like early fucking two thousand, late nineties pop up. That's mm-hmm. what we were doing. It was like a group of friends. Um, that all love that style of music and we all wanted to do that. We did none of us thought it was anything special. We were just fucking throwing songs together mm-hmm. and there was kind of like a buzz and all the blog scenes, like we'd chuck up our stuff. And I met Jason because Jason's band messaged us and was like, Yeah, when Jason and I like chat it and that's how Jason and I became friends and then he joined the band later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was like this little buzz and we'd go out on these like little trips and the fucking kids were crazy. The kids were crazy, like, you know, and I, I got to watch Seaway play their first fucking show. Look where that band is now. I remember Light Pacific going out and playing and slugging it out with Light Pacific. Mm-hmm. Look at that band now. You know, there's so many amazing bands that I've, I've got to watch become the best. And we just kind of like sat around and we're like, what are we doing? Why aren't, why don't we search for this shit? Because, you know, I'm anybody that knows me, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of success. If that's like a thing, mm-hmm. like anything that I'm, it I is. get good at or I'm decent at, I fucking, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to take the next level. And I usually, I usually bail. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I'm glad I have a bunch of dudes in this band that were like, no, fuck that. We're going to try it. And, and a lot of that at the start, especially at the start, this is before Colin joined. It was Jason really like pushing that out, you know, eating mm-hmm. turkey bacon and like really sticking <laughs> us down people's throats. So uh, I commend him for that. Like I'm, I mean, I love I love doing what we do. I don't think we're fucking great, but the guys I have behind me are like really pushing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jason went out 
And then we, we hooked up because, I mean, we hooked up with Mark. Right, from 921 Collective. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. were the same manager yeah. at one point. Yeah, love yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's a fucking man, and he, he man. he's seen a lot in us as well. And I mean, Mark's a fucking man, and Mark works his ass off for us as well. So that was like the big thing: like get management and get a team that believes in you. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you don't believe in yourself. So if mm-hmm. you have a team that believes in you, you know that that's 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 very important. And and Mark really kind of like pushed the way. And we had <clears throat> we had Victory come out to a show in Chicago, and that's kind of how it all started. Like mm-hmm. they like seen us play live, and. We were signed to a smaller label at the time, Panic State, mm-hmm. and they let us go when they found out that like Victory came to check us out. They're like, "You can, you can go and sign with Victory." And That's pretty with Victory. fucking cool, dude. Yeah, you know, that was super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things because like. Um, that's going to take you to the next level, and you know those people are going to believe in you. You know those people are going to market you, and you know those people are going to like take you into consideration of like, hey, these guys want to do it. But like, it also comes down to you were basically showcased at a live performance, and they were like, oh shit, this band can play live. Which, uh, dude, that the Sharks can play live, like you, you know, man. like a fucking. We still like, have fun. You know yeah, what I mean? Dude, you guys do have fun. Yeah, you guys change as soon as those lights hit you, man. Like it just comes into yeah. a party. It turns into a fucking. Party. Yeah, that's literally what it is. We're not. We don't take ourselves too serious. There's so many good bands out there. We just want people to come out to our show and may have, the, you know, if they had a shitty week, a shitty day, mm-hmm. we want them to fucking forget about that for the 25 minutes we're on stage because it's never longer than that. For the 25 minutes we play really, really fast, we want them to forget all of life's problem and just come and hang out because if it wasn't for them, and I truly mean this, if it wasn't for them, we would not be able to do what we've been doing for so long. And we fucking lucked out, man. We fucking lucked out so hard. We have the absolute greatest fans. I know every band says that, but we have the absolute best fans because they support us through all of the shit, and they are always there. We are, you know, come and hang out with us. Come and say hi. We want to fucking meet every single one of you. Like, we will take that time because you guys are the best, honestly. You truly are the best. Yeah, I've seen it at all your shows. I've seen it. I think I've been to, like, maybe five or six shows, especially with – not including the um – the tours, we, the, uh, yeah. tours that we did, the shows that we played together. So it's like one of those things that you guys do make the time. A lot of bands don't do that. Like a lot of bands don't take the time to like meet every single individual person, and then when they're done with that, they go to the next show or they start driving or something. Like the, the, I get, these, we these get shit because we're late for the next show because we're fucking hanging out with everybody. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you're supposed to be here this time. I do like what they're implementing though with these shows. When we toured in Canada, they started putting the local bands in between the headliners. I think that's something we should really take an interest in in the near future. To like bring out the local scenes. Yeah. Uh oh. I think I'm losing you for a second. I agree with that. There you go. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree with that. It's. Wait, hold on. I think I'm ah, losing your connection. Okay, you're good. Sexy face again. Sexy face. Sexy face. Yeah, uh, no, it's one of those things because I don't know. As long like as I can see your face, I don't need to see my face. Ah, stop it. Stop yeah, it. Sell things. Yeah, no, it's one of those things that I think no, that local shows. <laughs> I don't think local shows like I don't like I don't I don't agree with the whole ticket selling selling thing. But if you're having these like local you know scenes come out and they're um, they're playing for the you know for their they're coming out for their friends they don't want to see their friends play and then they, then they all leave it's kind of like a waste of a show. Yeah. However, oh, what they were starting to do in let Canada. Let me tell you about those. I know, dude. Can only imagine. It's fucking crazy how they do. Oh that. man, it's fucking nuts. Especially like on a on a tour. Like I remember being a local band and wanting all of these fucking kids to come out because I was playing this opening show and I wanted them to stick around. Man, there's so many fucking local bands now that like play and pack up their shit as soon as they're done and like peace out. Yeah. And yeah, like to me, that is fucked. That is so fucked. I'm calling out all your fucking local bands that do that. If you have a good excuse, go for it. If you don't have a fucking good excuse and you just, you're too cool from school, then fuck you. Cause that's not, that's not how it's done. We need to save the scene. We're in this shit together. We are. You know, that's a big thing when we were younger, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, we, were, we had this scene. This is what we were doing. We were, we were supporting it together. And if these fucking bands come out and do that, you're not you're not helping anything. If no, you want to be a touring band, fucking show us how good you are. If you want to be a touring band, fucking get out there and work your ass off and become a touring band. Because you can. You can do it. Just don't be a fucking cocksucker or a cocky guy <laughs> because it doesn't fucking work like that. If it just doesn't. There's... There's so it happens so many times and it blows my mind that like, you know, it it just it's just fucked. Like you can't do that. That shit doesn't that does shit doesn't fly. Well, if it's, if they had a bad experience with like a band that they open up for and they're like kind of douchebags, listen, that's not don't that don't, is don't, not every that's band. That's not every band. Don't stereotype no. that because every band is literally like probably like nine times out of ten you're gonna have humble guys who want to talk, who want to watch your show, who want to collaborate, who want to network. And if you're yeah. really into this industry and you are just starting oh, out, yeah. dude, I remember being in like the shittiest 
bands, and I'm not gonna start naming names, but like I would no, still I, network when I would that's open why I'm up not for these bands. Names either. Yeah, but it's like I came out talking to these bands, like, hey, listen, um, I can't wait to see you guys play. You know, my friend, I'm making sure my friends stick around and stuff, and like yeah. I would exchange contacts, and that's how I started getting even more into it because they would like, oh, yeah. hey, come out to our studio, like we actually need a. Um, you know, we actually need like a merch guy or something, and I like did that a couple times. So it was just cool. It's like okay, now I'm, you know, obviously that's just my personality. But like, you should be, yeah. you know, you should be out there like talking to these bands, trying to make friends. Absolutely. And you had that you one douchebag friend. Make band better. Nah. nah. You know, and like that's like that's the thing, big thing about me. You don't have to like us. You don't have to like our band. You can fucking hate us, mm-hmm. but. You know, we got a lot of respect for these bands that are slugging their ass off and like starting because some of these bands we've seen start out, they're going to be huge. We've mm-hmm. played with so many amazing, amazing fucking local bands. It blows my mind how fucking good these bands are. I'm mm-hmm. swearing a lot and I'm sorry. No, it's, it's cool. It's going to be Saturday. Explicit. It's not no, Sunday. It's Saturday. It's, Saturday. it's Saturday's for the boys, dude. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, I'm just pretty passionate about this shit. I, I don't me hold too. back. Like, when somebody asks me what's on my mind, I'm going to tell you exactly what the fuck's on my mind. And mm-hmm. and that shit is like – it pisses me off because there's so many, so many good bands mm-hmm. that just – you know, just – you don't have to fucking like us. But if you if we're sitting watching your band, know that if you're a really good band, we see that shit. Yeah. If you're really good people, we see all, – all of the bands that tour, we see that shit. We know what's going on. We communicate with each other. We talk to each other. We're going to talk – about how good this band in Chicago was. We're gonna talk about how good this band in fucking Austin, Texas was. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that shit. Mm-hmm. We do that. Mm-hmm. We, we like that. We share yo, your who you to with? Like, Who's opening up that show? Those boys are the best. They were you know, like yeah. we talk about that shit. So mm-hmm. if you're like a local band and you think you're bigger than you are, try well, new slash. It, yeah. it, you're not gonna get around. Sorry, no, man. Nobody's gonna like respect you for what that is. Especially no. and it's coming from the Godfather himself. Um, the guy who creates <laughs> the guy who creates these tours every summer that is not doing anymore, yeah. Mr. Kevin Lyman. He's not Fuck stopping yeah. the Warp tour, which I want to ask you how that show was, by the way, in 2018. He didn't stop the tour because he wasn't making money. He didn't stop the tour because he wasn't making uh, getting enough sponsorships or these these or the you know not enough good talent. He didn't stop the tour because kids weren't coming out the shows. He stopped the tour. He's basically it sounds like he's putting it on timeout. He stopped it because. Everybody's fucking hating on everybody. It's not a community exactly. like it used to be. Of course, he's not going to continue with that. He doesn't want these CDs bands like, oh, I'm, you know, why is this band on the tour and blah blah blah? And why is yeah. why? How is this band friends with this band? This band says fucked up shit. Like, no, that's not how the community works. So I'm you know, glad that he pulled the fucking lever on that. And put a stop Kevin, to it. Kevin Lyman's the man. It's like. Back in the day, it was all these fucking bands together, and we were going at it together because we wanted to take down what the mainstream was. Mm-hmm. And then I think somewhere along the way, we all lost our way. Mm-hmm. I feel like it lost its it's lost its thing. Like punk rock used to be fucking punk rock. Yeah, exactly. And we mainstream, and then somewhere down the road, we all lost our way. Let's fucking get it back because, I mean, especially now. Especially now that we can't fucking play. The next time we go and play shows, let's make sure every one of these fucking shows sell out. Whether you're coming to see your favorite band or just some random band. Mm -hmm. Sell this shit out. Let's get this shit back together because we are the only people that can fucking do this. Mm -hmm. We are the only people that give a shit about what's going on in this scene. Yeah. Let's have a good fucking time with it. We lost that. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So I think like what he's doing is kind of, kind of stepping back from it, and then let's see like if people can, you know, kind of, uh, 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 what's the word, uh, rejuvenate from a loss of a very fucking amazing tour every summer. But like, how did you? Dude, how was 2018? How was that show? You guys played a one-off show. Nice. In, uh, it was crazy because so so Melissa actually was on uh, my roommate's girlfriend, who obviously lives here, and she's great, great girl. She mm-hmm. actually did the whole work tour. That oh, year as well. So, like, yeah. We hung out when we played. Um, it was crazy. It was fucking awesome. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. Warcher is so fun, man. It's like a boot camp. You guys yeah. did it. Yeah, we did it. How that? For 11 days. It was the best experience <laughs> of my entire life. I have everything fucking mounted on my wall. Um, it's just something that I, I'll never forget. That that moment in my life, like whether that's the pinnacle of my success in the music industry or not, uh, it was just one of those things I'm very grateful for. So, I mean, I'll, I'll never... I'm so pumped when I found uh, you guys were out on yeah, that. It was 11 sick. days, dude. So we sick. were spoiled. A bandwagon sponsored by Soul <laughs> Candy. Fucking... We would, we would be either the first band opening it up or um, we would be the second band if, like, a local band played one of the competition <laughs> Ernie Ball stages. So, 
Yeah, we were spoiled. I talked to Kevin. We played knockout, kicked our ass, um, drank some beers. Fucking dude. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of stories to, to come from that tour. But uh, yeah. it, it gave us momentum. I mean, it's just one of those things that he... Kevin has it all planned out to where he puts band on his, bands on his tour to help them grow and build in the scene. And like, I made friends with Our Last Night and Hands Like Houses, yeah. and they don't know who the fuck I am. But it's like they know that oh, this kid's you know playing on the tour. He's 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 got to be good under Kevin's yeah. you know under Kevin's wing and shit. So, mm-hmm. I mean that thing, you know, going out to Warp Tour every year, going to see Warp Tour every year, especially like younger and stuff like that. It's just one of those things, man. And it, and it was like a, a heartbreaker when it was put on hold but you know we can do a corona fest now we can do a corona fest we're gonna start fucking throwing that <laughs> yeah, out there, dude. quarantine fest six feet apart like everybody's just gonna like standing with like a bunch of fucking body suits and shit when can we expect this next album do you guys have like any dates planned or anything or what's going on if it was up to me it'd be out already yeah exactly totally fair. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no PR? um yeah i'm not a, i'm not 100 percent sure when the deadline is just because the world's shut off right so i mean we gotta we gotta figure it out. They're still getting like finished up with like some of the mixes. We've heard some of like the finished stuff. It's still got to be mastered and some of that. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, we're we're all so excited about it. I know every band says it about the last album, but man, we are so pumped. Like this is this is just something that we feel we all feel is pretty special and it's special to us. So I'm hoping everybody digs it when it comes out. You okay. know, I'm ex- I'm but I have not. I'm no idea when it's coming out. Okay, good. Well, well, we're gonna keep an eye out on it, and I yeah. definitely want to see. Uh, see what you know how they go live. I'm, I do the live shows are so sick. So I miss I miss the boys in this band. I miss you. I mean I'm I'm glad everybody's staying safe and shit. Um, I you know uh, I want to say uh, thanks for coming on. This is fucking cool. Thank you so much uh, for having. Me. This is going to be something that we're going to keep continuing to do, and we're going to follow your guys' story. I mean this is this is this is just the beginning. Like you guys are good. I'm I hope so. You, I'm telling you, there's I a lot of like good it- shit coming your way. I'm telling you. I mean, I feel a little old for it to, to be the beginning, but <laughs> I know. I mean, I'll still do it until I can't do it anymore. So my brittle bones break on stage. I'll continue doing this shit because we love it. We, we fucking love it. There's there's you know, we're not trying to be famous. We're not trying to do any of that shit. We just want to play and we want to play for the people that want to hear us play. That's all. That's all we care about. Yep. I, I, you know? I totally feel you about that. And you want to play for the love of it. You want to you want to make people happy. Absolutely. Yeah. You want people to have yeah. a good time. Man. Yeah, that's why I do it for too, man. It's all about passion. Uh, you can check out We Were Sharks Band on uh, Instagram and Twitter. We Were Sharks, uh, their album Lost Touch is out now. All streaming platforms, fucking fantastic album. Um, I'm gonna chat with you a little bit after this podcast. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, keep going on, keep going on. So thanks for everybody for joining. Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow with Chris Kelly from Galactic empire one of the original founders good dude old friend has haven't seen him in a minute so all right brother i appreciate you and your time i miss those boys tell me said what's up yeah i will let them know man thank you so much for having me i appreciate it thank you guys for tuning in thank this you is a man continue tuning in continue <laughs> tuning into this thanks guys